This is The House Call. Welcome to The House Call Podcast. I am your host, Jill. I am here tonight with Ernesto. We are talking all things Week 17. Yes, you heard me correct. Week 17, that means the NFL season is unfortunately coming to an end. Playoffs are starting soon. We're pushing to the playoffs. Some teams, some teams are still trying to just mess up other people's hopes. All that fun stuff is happening, and we are going to take a look into all the action of Week 17. Of course, starting off on Thursday night, the Cowboys taking on the Titans. I think, personally, this game is going to be a lot more interesting than it really truly does sound. But what are you thinking on this game? Cowboys slaughter fest. Slaughter fest. Even though the Titans have, I know the, the Cowboys do, but the Titans have a notable silent sneaky defense we think the cowboys are gonna be tripped up or you think not at all not at all i think the uh, cowboys defense is one of the best in the nfl i think their offense is really finding its own stop relying so much on Dak prescott but that's about it when i like the titans um i do think dallas's defense i love i think dallas's defense has been absolutely incredible their offense is what scares me they show up week by week and then the net following week, they're not there. Uh, that's what my head's at. But we're going to head on over to Sunday football. So the first day of the new year, starting off with football, the first game on the slate I will be looking at is the Cardinals at Falcons. Personally, that's going to be a snooze fest. But or, <laughs> Ernesto, what are you thinking on that one? Falcons. I mean, I, I mean, um, is anyone gonna watch this? I don't think there's much to be said. I think Falcons win. <laughs> I think the Falcons have a more complete team, so I think on yeah. where you see the Falcons win, uh, I could see this going either way. Whereas I think I see the Cardinals players, JJ Watt, playing for that guy because I would run through a wall for him personally. That's a game that I don't personally have a great reading on. I think it could go either way. Uh, but ultimately, is is going to be the snooze fest. <laughs> the next one I'm looking at, division rival matchup. This is going to be a big game. I, I'm going to give my personal opinion on it, but we're looking Dolphins and the Patriots. In New England, it's cold. It could potentially snow. It could rain. It could be that crap New England weather. I, I like the Patriots to pull an upset here. I think... The Dolphins, Dolphins are messing up. And this is a must win, I think you could say, on either side of that ball. The Dolphins need this game. The Patriots need this game. This is a big game. Ernesto, what are you thinking on this one? I think Patriots win just because two is not playing and because the Dolphins have handled him so bad, poorly with all the concussions he's had. That's like three in the season already. Uh, yeah. Um, think the Patriots win I don't I don't want them to win because I'm a I've said it in the chat and I'm a firm believer the Patriots have no business in the playoffs why, why make the playoffs to get bounced in the wild card in a very embarrassing fashion because even if you make that seven seed you're going to play the Chiefs or you're going to play the Bills you're going to play one of those two teams who I think are trim, way up that light years better than us at our current state but Dolphins going to the playoffs they lose their first round yes or no yes Dolphins lose in the first round uh, the Dolphins have a better chance to pull off an upset against one of the one or the two seed better than New England. New England's offense with the offensive coordinator is so bad, and it's so predictable that it's so hard to tell what they could do. At least with the Dolphins, you have Tyreek Hill, you have Jalen Walter, you have Mike Gusecki, you have Tua, you have a stingy defense. At least you have something there. 
True. Very and great points. But we will find out on Sunday what's going to happen there. I, I'm rooting for a very exciting game. These Saints at the Eagles. This is going to be an interesting game. I think a lot more than people are really going to put on it. The Saints really biggest issues that they've had this season is their turning over of the ball. Yes, you can say Andy Dalton and this, and they've had injuries, but their number one biggest struggle is turnovers. And if they hadn't turned over the ball this much, I think we'd see a different Saints team. I think they do be competitive with the Eagles some. Eagles ultimately pulling out the win. It's so fitting that Ernesto is on the show because he is the biggest proponent of backup quarterbacks we've seen. What are your thoughts on this game? Um... I'm I'm rolling with Red Rifle and the Saints because I I, I, I don't I can't I, I think the Saints could really pull it off I think I genuinely do I, and the Saints have a really underrated defense like their defense is really good Demario Davis Marshawn Lattimore uh, even um, his Chris Harris the third you know you got Bradley Roby Tyron Matthew Marcus May Pete Warner you got all these great defensive pieces and it's really just holding on to the ball and. Yes, they've had injuries, Michael Thomas, receivers, running back, stuff like that. I mean, but if you look at the NFC South, I looked at it earlier. Saints are still in it. Saints win out, Bucks lose out, Bucks lose out. The Saints and the Panthers could finish tied and Saints will get in because they own the tiebreaker. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you and I wouldn't be shocked to see something like that happen. And I, I'm happy that you share the sentiments as I do about this game will be a lot more competitive than I think people are really putting out there. But we are continuing rolling on. The Colts at the Giants. As exciting as I want this game to be, I think this game will be boring. I think that the wide receiver core have Daniel Jones gets some receivers. I think it's a different conversation because he has no wide receivers. And besides Saquon, you know, really big running backs. And we also have to remember, they've won two Super Bowls. It's a sore subject. Defense is what got them there. So it's ugly Giants football. That's typically how they play. Ernesto, what are you thinking on this one? I've been a Daniel Jones supporter since he got drafted and was booed. And everyone was like, Dwayne Haskins should have been drafted before him. May he rest his soul. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Um. And I thought Daniel Jones was too hated uh, whenever he got drafted, and I've wanted him to do good. But, man, you they've delivered shit to him after shit after shit. It's like shit on a golden platter. Now you give him a coach that believes in him. I don't care what anyone says. Brian Dable believes in him. And I – coach I, of the year. I, I think, honestly, even if they finish in that seventh seed, you could still give him coach of the year because he turned around a, a team – that's relatively the same as last year and was dead last in the NFC East last year into a playoff team. You yeah. could definitely go in coach of the year. I think Saquon Barkley is going to not have a good game. I think with the Colts, the Colts could have made a push for that South had they had an actual coach and not a person named Jeff Saturday who just knows how to pump you up. And <laughs> I, I was one of those idiots that said, let's give Jeff Saturday a chance. We'll see what he could do because you never know. You know, the NFL is unpredictable. He did. He started off pretty well and then – now there's a new meme out there, 33 to zero. My <laughs> issue with the whole, and quick preface on this, my issue with Jeff Saturday is my sentiments on college football and the NFL. 
two completely different games. Yes, ideals are the same, but the plays and how plays happen, how hard players hit, what players do, completely different games. So you take a coach who's never seen an NFL game and try to get him to play an NFL game and coach an NFL game. Yes, works out in some capacities, but I think we're overall seeing doesn't work out as well as people hoped or wanted. But we move on. Speaking of this lovely NFC South that we were just talking about prior to this, the Panthers and Bucks revenge game for the Buccaneers, or are the Panthers going to continue this weird steamroll that they're on? Ernesto, I'll hear from you. We are going to live in a weird universe where Dwayne, we're not, we're not Dwayne, uh, Sam Darnold is in the playoffs. I think the Panthers beat the Buccaneers and I think they beat the Saints in week 18 and they make the playoffs. And I may, I may be getting told, I might get told, no, that's not going to happen. Sam Darnold's played a lot better than PJ Walker and Baker Mayfield have played on that offense. DJ Moore looks a lot better with Sam Darnold under center. That defense held the Buccaneers to three points last time they played. And that defense has only gotten more chemistry together and probably more experience and better together. I don't disagree. I think since that dark day of the firing trades and all that went down, this Panthers team has found an identity. And that's that's a weird concept to even think about, losing coaching and your main players to all of a sudden have an identity. Uh, I think the Bucks are going to be in a lot more trouble than they really think they are. If the Panthers front office goes and finds a different head coach, I will start a riot for Panthers fans. <laughs> I would be upset personally. Can I can I point something out? If the Panthers win out and they make the playoffs, I want to just point out that in one of our episodes of of the podcast, there was the hot takes, and I said the Panthers would make the playoffs on the on our hot takes. I since since the coaching change and player change and all the the dark day, I call it the dark day because it seems like it was all twenty four hours. All this happened to the Panthers. I am in agreement with you. If it was prior to that dark day, I might have had a different take. I, I think it was after. I think it was after the CMC trade, and I remember Rob was flipping his shit. <laughs> well, Rob, you might be wrong. Hate to break it to you. But the game that potentially might maybe be, and I won't say an upset, but different than a lot of people thinking, the Broncos at Chiefs. Hear me out on this. Chiefs are going to win. I, I'll admit a flat out say Chiefs are going to win. Broncos are such a hot and cold, weird team, especially in the last few weeks, where they'll show up to some game and look incredible, and then the next game they look like crap. Since last week they looked like crap, I'm thinking they might show up this week and be a little bit more studly. Plus, I say Super Bowl caliber defense out of the Broncos against a Chiefs offense that I'm 100%, I will die on this hill, and I feel like I'm the only person that will does not have a, a true identity outside of Travis Kelsey. I, I think this will be a true test to see how much of it was coaching and how much of it was Russell Wilson. Ernesto, what are you thinking? I'm always the hot take. Like, I've overtaken Ethan. In my mind, I'm like, let me just, like, come on here and just blow smoke up Russell Wilson's ass. But in the, in the other aspect, I'm like... I already have like six drug tests lined up by, from Rob's. I, I got the Chiefs at the end of the day, I think... I think Travis Kelsey is just on a whole other planet right now. And I think Patrick Mahomes is just the MVP uh, right now. Jalen Hurts didn't get hurt. He was my MVP, but I think Patrick Mahomes has taken it now. 
Um, I really hope it was coaching because Denver, you're going to look like a bunch of idiots for this trade if it's not the coach and it's really Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, how about maybe get some rest on those long 18-hour flights and stop doing curls or high knees in the middle of the alleyways? Done. Come on. Come on, Ernesto. That's a very important uh, not when you're trying to sleep for, and you have an 18-hour flight ahead of you and you're doing high knees in the aisle. Well, we differ there. I, I My personal uh, flight that I just took, I was high knees the whole way up and down the plane. <laughs> but we are heading on over to the NFC North, where there is another divisional matchup between the Bears and Lions. And I'm just going to be outright, give me the Lions. I will personally run through a wall for Dan Campbell. There's a few guys this season coaching players that I just, I will run through a wall. And Dan Campbell's one of them. Brian Dayball, another. I Full on brick wall. Kool-Aid man style. Uh, and I want to point out that if, uh, if Matthew Stafford loses the starting job to Baker Mayfield next year, the Lions won that uh, Jared Goff for Stafford trade. I have to say, I've never been a Baker fan. And little sidetrack off topic. I think Baker was a, was honestly unfortunate enough to have subpar coaching. I know Kevin Stefanski is a pretty good coach, but you can't sit here and be like he had was it Freddie Kitchens? When yeah, I, had, but when I say the what the game I forget who they played his first game for the Rams, not even 48 hours to show up and lead that offense and command that offense in the last really minute and a half of a game to come back and pull off that big of an upset. That was insane. Uh, and I think it really did go to show that there is a proper, the proper coaching, not every quarterback fits into every mold. And I think that Sean McVay recognized that obviously Sean McVay studied him, saw his talent, saw what they needed to work on, got him there, got him the book. Um, and even though yes, it is Broncos, that Broncos defense is terrifying. For them to put up 51 points against that Broncos defense, that was incredible. I will say this. I have to give a, a round of applause. Baker Mayfield succeeds best in a ground and pound. You play action and you roll him out. Yeah. He, yeah. he needs to be able to see the field. He's not a pocket passer. You cannot. That's what the Panthers wanted to use him as. That's what a lot of these teams wanted to use him as. And when he His best years in Cleveland was when they played that ground and pound PA rollouts to Odell Beckham Jr. That was his best seasons. You you show that shied away from that and he struggled. And I think, honest to God, Sean McVay's been praising the hell out of him. I think they're gonna bring him back for another and a one year deal. And there's gonna be some QB controversy in LA because he's doing this without Cooper Cup. Necessarily say controversy. And my my rebuttal to that is I love Matthew Stafford. Big Matthew. I do too. I, I loved him since Detroit. And I, I'm so happy when he won. Right. Very happy he got a Super Bowl, but I also think we have to look at his career and how long he has been playing. And I, I, I hate saying this, but I think how many wasted years he had in Detroit. Uh, so I think it's more of a realistic thing of where his body is at and why I wouldn't necessarily say it's a controversy. I think Matthew Stafford's coming to terms with a lot of that. Hope That's my hope, I guess. But enough talk about the Los Angeles Rams and Baker Mayfield. As we talk about his former team, the Browns, Facing Ernesto's favorite, Washington Commanders, and since it's his favorite, we're going to start with him. They are not my, they are not my favorite anymore. They are pieces what? of kids who benched Heineke. How dare they bench Taylor Heineke for Carson Wentz? Two and four, two and four, and a guy that honestly, yes, the last the last three games, zero oh and two and one. 
that tie was a really good football game. That 0-1 that you had after your bye week was a missed defensive P.I. call. I hope they lose. That was a missed defensive P.I. call. I hope to fucking God. I want Deshaun Watson to pull back some Houston magic and go for 400 yards and six touchdowns on their ass. If I'm going to be clear, I want the Browns to win. I want the Browns to win because of Nick Chubb or anyone else. I want nothing to do with Deshaun Watson. I, I want nothing to do with Deshaun Watson, but I want the fucking commanders to get embarrassed. I want Ron, I want to see a picture of Ron Rivera pissed off on that sideline for being an idiot. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think, I, I mean, I don't know him personally, so I can't confirm. I don't think Ron Rivera likes Tyler Hine, or Tyler Hine. I don't think Ron Rivera likes Carson Wentz. And I think he's made that very clear. I think it's a front office decision. I've actually been backing Ernesto up uh, in in chats whenever it got brought up. I'm a big Tyler Heineke fan. I don't think Carson Wentz should have ever been the starting quarterback. And I'm a firm believer in the way Ron Rivera talks about Carson Wentz. I really 100%, hopefully, because I love Ron Rivera, hopefully, truly don't think it's his decision. Um, And, yeah, I I hope that by halftime, Tyler Heineke's back in. (laughs) That's, That's my hot take on that one. But we are moving on to the Jaguars and the Texans. Jaguars have been hot lately, and I like them. And now I know I get it. It's the Texans and tough, difficult team. We also have to remember Davis Mills. I, I'm going to die on this hill. I'll probably die alone. I'm his number one fan, and I think this will be a very close game within a field goal. I think especially in the last few weeks, the Trevor Lawrence that has come out is what that franchise saw and believed in him. Uh, I think I'm not I'm not a big fan of the head coach. Uh, I, I'm curious if they do other coach. I know a lot of people are big fans of him and if this, that, and the other. I'm curious if Trevor Lawrence, hear me out. I'm not saying this happens. I'm not hoping it happens. Somebody like, I don't know, a notorious coach who's trying to make it back in Sean Payton and Trevor Lawrence. I, I'm a big fan. Sean Payton's talked about Lamar Jackson. I would love to see Sean Payton, Lamar Jackson. But recently I was thinking Sean Payton and Trevor Lawrence. And since we are on the topic of the Jags and Ernesto, Ernesto is a big thing for quarterbacks. I love to hear his opinions on quarterbacks. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, well, I, I had a whole thing where I was going to shit on Rob for saying he doesn't like Trevor Lawrence and Trevor Lawrence is a bust and all this stuff. I mean, honest to God, Trevor Lawrence, I think, was giving shit his first season. You couldn't go off that. His second season, they got a lot more help. I still, like, yes, Christian Kirk is good, but I still, I'm a firm believer Christian Kirk is a wide receiver, too, at best. I I can't wait for year three. Year three. Jill, year three, Calvin Ridley. He a great offense with Travis Etienne on that backfield, that really oh, good yeah. offensive line. I love – so I put out a, a TikTok video on my, my personal account right before the season started, and I was doing random records for football team. And one that stands out to me is I said the Jaguars are going to go 9-8, and eight, which is entirely possible that this could still happen. And I got shit on by so many people in the comments – the Jaguars suck. You don't know football. So I'm in a position right now where I'm looking at it and I'm so, I'm just, I feel like a mother for how far they've come since the beginning of the season. And especially to all those people that said that the Jaguars suck up yours. 
and sincerely in place of Trevor Lawrence, up yours, because I'm so proud. And we are heading on over towards the West Coast for the 49ers going into Vegas, where they are going to steamroll over the Raiders. And we, right before this recording, we were all just talking about the breaking news of the Derek Carr stepping away from the team, but he was benched. And I, it's a weird situation that's going on over there in Las Vegas. So give me the 49ers, because uh, they're not really going through a weird situation right now, I think. They, even though they should be, they're not. Ernesto, what are you, <laughs> what are you thinking on that one? It's not going to be close. I think the 49ers are going to win 56-0. Uh, I'll go as far as that. Brock Purdy's been leading that team, game managing to a great extent. Um, good uh, Kudos to Kyle Shanahan when he wants to handle next season with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy's situation. But I think Jimmy G goes somewhere else. I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy G goes to the Colts. I personally, I'm curious about this whole situation. I can't wait to watch it unfold. And that's just because I'm a girl. I also enjoy drama. So I love football. Give me the drama, all of it. I think Brock Purdy goes elsewhere. I think Jimmy G goes elsewhere. And I think Trey Lance is going to be an absolute bust. I do. I was not a fan of Trey Lance. I think it was stupid that they took him. Um, yeah. And obviously, we saw in that first game he played this season. I, I mean, short-lived. I know it was one game. But that one game, I wasn't convinced that I think he was a future. And I get it. Rookies, rookies don't play good. But I feel like there's also that moment of seeing a rookie and you're like, you know what? You suck. But I can see your future. I see your potential. And there's a difference of you just sucking. That is that. We are going to move on to the Jets at the Seahawks. This is going to be an interesting game. Give me the Seahawks. I'll counter you and I say give me the Jets led by Mike White. I am scared about the Jets. I love Mike White. I love that Jets defense. I love this Jets team. Robert Sala is another guy. I will run through a wall Kool-Aid man style for. However, is Mike White 100% truly healthy and ready to lead this team? Now, he did give it his all the day he did get injured, so we will see him give it his all and be that guy for the Jets. I think he has a job and future with the Jets moving forward. But I just am scared that he is not 100% ready and they're rushing him back. What are you thinking? I, I agree. Um, I'm don't really like. I'm just going with the Jets to go to the Jets. I want that kid to get his ice cream. I know Ethan's a big person and be like, screw your ice cream, little kid, or something like that. I, I will mean, never the first episode, uh, and he said that, and I, I started crying. I was laughing so hard. Oh man, it was hilarious. And I'm like, I why not let the little kid get his ice cream? I don't think the Jets are going to make the playoffs. Uh, I don't think they they have a chance to make it at all. Even if I don't think they are. Um, it's defense, and defense does win championships. Yeah. It does get to a certain point offensively, and there still be some keep up. So I agree with your point on, on that entirely. I, I see where you were going with that sentence. Um, I do love this Jets team. I'm just going to love this Jets team, I think, in 2023. But we do have a couple more games to get through. 
a big one that's not really big for one team, but big for the other. And I think it's just more of a kind of middle finger aspect. The Vikings at the Packers. Packers are hungry. They're looking for that win, especially against their rival in the NFC North. The Vikings, though hot and cold, give me Kirk Cousins. Give me Jay Jettas. That team is that team's special. That is exactly how I would describe the Vikings. What are you thinking? You hit it on the nose. I, I, I'm not going to deep dwell too much into it besides maybe speaking on Aaron Rodgers a bit and praying to God that he either retires, demands a trade, or if he does end up coming back, that that front office gets him some receiver help. I would like to see Aaron Rodgers move on or retire, whichever one. I don't I, – I, not his cho- his choice, not my decision. I would like to see the Packers – get a refresh a restart because i saw a stat and I, I can't remember it off the top of my head verbatim but it was 26 out of the last 30 years the packers have been 500 or better they have been winning i would love to see a legacy like that continue again and as i love aaron Rodgers, i will be the first to say one of my favorite players i have watched in the last 10 years uh especially games that him and Brady have played with each other. I, I'm a big fan of, of Aaron Rodgers. He's something special to the sport of football. But I think I think he even knows he's at a point of calling it in his career. And let's see where the Packers go from there. Let's you know, switch it up a little bit. Packers love a good longevity. They do. Uh, we, we've seen that in their quarterbacks before. Next on, the Rams at the Chargers. L.A. versus L.A. Home field all the way, uh, which is also interesting. I enjoy that. Only four teams in the NFL that can get to do that. Two of them play this Sunday, and the other two are in New Jersey, not New York. I think this is going to be interesting. The Chargers in the last couple weeks have silently stepped up, become a little bit more of what the people were expecting out of the Chargers. The Rams in the last couple weeks have stepped up and become what people thought the Rams were going to be to an extent. This is going to be a tough, tough game. I think I like Baker's magic a little bit more. And Sean McVay, give me the Rams. What are you thinking, Ernesto? I agree with you. Give me the Rams. Uh, I'm going to ride the Baker hot train. I think Baker goes Four and zero because I also want I also have them win next week, but I think he's going to go three and zero this week. I think they're going to upset the Chargers. Chargers already clinched the playoffs, so they don't really need this win except for better seeding and stuff like that. But I I do think the Rams win. I think the Rams wins. Baker has another good game, and I think he keeps showing Sean McVay like, hey, I could be your future quarterback if you take a chance on me for something. It's not playoffs. He's playing for a job. He's playing yeah. for himself. Yeah, and that's. That's how all players should be. And all those Hulu commercials you've done. Yeah. Play for yourself. If you're a Jets player, play for a kid getting ice cream. That, that's that's it. That is, that's the tagline of this show. The division rival matchup in the AFC North, the Steelers versus the Ravens. Two teams that this season, I, I don't really have an explanation. I can't give defense for bold i can't give offense for bold i can't i i don't know uh, all i do know is it is in baltimore this is a very heated heated rival i like the home field advantage and i mean by like that much give me the ravens 
What are you thinking? Opposite of you. Give me the Steelers and that defense. All right. But mm, defense hasn't been performing. It my- hasn't, but Kenny Pickett's been playing relatively well. And I think it, the playing well, but I'm looking at, I have Marlon Humphrey, I have Marcus Peters, and those two guys, those two guys are scary. I'm Kenny Pickett going up against those two guys. I see, I'm going to say that I see a pick happening in the future for people. And if I'm Tyler Huntley and I got Highsmith and TJ Watt coming from my head, I see a sack. I'm hoping that that front four is practicing hard as well. Oh, they better be, because you're going to have Cam Hayward, Highsmith, and TJ Watt. Yeah, Coach Harbaugh needs to have all those, that offensive line, that's all they're practicing on is is defense. That Ray Lewis is at practice. Ed Reed is at practice, and that's what, that's what I envision, that's what I see, that's what I want, if I'm Coach Harbaugh. Monday night, to finish out the weekend, AFC... I mean, are we looking at potential championship game preview? Maybe the Bills and the Bengals. The Bengals, I love. I loved them last season. I loved their come up. I loved their story. And I love that they're so kind and they must know that I'm a fan of that. And they gave it to me again this season. Give me the Bengals. What are you thinking? I'm going with you and I say give me the Bengals and... I'll ride the Bengals train all the way to the Super Bowl. I'll have them winning the AFC. I love the Bengals team. I they're do. the only team that makes Patrick Mahomes look human. They're the only the Bengals with led by Joe Burrow is the only team that has ever beat Patrick Mahomes over three times. Not Tom I, Brady's Pats didn't do that. Uh no. He has never uh going into their last matchup, the Bengals and Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes had never lost to a quarterback three plus times. Oh, wow. Joe Burrow was the first quarterback to do that. And that brings the conversation is this is the new age, this era, Brady Manning, which I 100% agree I'm with. I'm all for it. I'm excited to see these guys play in the seasons to come. I love this Bengals team. And they all just act so dis- like they don't just, des- they feel like they don't deserve the recognition and the game and how good they play. Um, which makes me think that they do deserve it. So give me the Bengals. I think this potentially could be an AFC championship matchup preview. And which, even if it is a couple weeks from now and we're back here saying the same thing, give me the Bengals. Yeah, that's it. But that is it for this week 17 preview. My name is Jill. That is Ernesto signing off. Bye, guys. Next up, we've got Anthony Taylor versus Idris Virgo. Anthony Taylor is two and three. Idris Burgo being 12-0, a legitimate professional boxer. This fight's going to be four rounds.